Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Always great Thursday morning when we can spend a little time with Dr. Mark Caleb Smith. He is the director for the Center for Political Science at Cedarville University. So uh, you're into summertime now, doctor? Yeah, grades are in. Things are a little bit more relaxed. So uh, hitting the summer still working just a different kind of work yeah uh, what do you think i mean i'm hearing you know academically uh some of the proposals put forth saturday class year-round school maybe coming back early uh for fall uh, any of those things jive in your brain as uh, far as catching our students back up and getting them back on track yeah i think absolutely I, I think a lot of institutions are starting to think creatively about what we can do to maybe have some kind of social distancing even in large classes Maybe you start the calendar early and try to get done before the flu season hits, say, in, in December or November. Uh, I think we're, we're discussing a lot of those things here at Cedarville, and I think those are happening across the country oh. because we want to get back in class. Yeah. We want to be back in face-to-face with our students. Yeah, it's inter- I didn't really think about that. So you're thinking maybe start early and then take a fatter break in the, in the middle of the flu season? Yeah, and I think okay. that actually makes a lot of sense. So you avoid you avoid the flu spike that would normally come. You hope you'd think that it might be associated with COVID nineteen as well. And then they're at home during maybe the worst time of it. We come back and we have a spring semester after that. How about that? I guess I never really thought about that. that's a pretty good idea, no doubt about it. So uh, put on the old political hat now for a few minutes. Uh, let's talk Joe Biden. Uh, I continue Great. to see polls that suggest he is leading the president as far as, hey, likely voter today, if you were to pull the switch, who would you pick for? You you think those uh, you think those polls are spot on? Uh, I mean, I think they're accurate for where we are right now. But, you know, that's very different than saying, are they accurate for predicting what's going to happen in November? You know, polls are just a snapshot of reality as we find it at this particular moment. An awful lot can happen between now and then. And so, yeah, I think right now uh, President Trump is in a little bit of trouble for sure because of uh, the pandemic and because of the economic repercussions. But that doesn't guarantee anything whatsoever. I mean, President Trump's favorability is still hovering in an area that we've seen kind of throughout his presidency. And so if this thing were to sort of get turned around a little bit, I think he could still recover. Yeah, and and it seems to me, Doctor, uh, that, you know, whatever the numbers are, it's about 40% of people – uh, I'm voting for Trump no matter what. Uh, there's probably about forty percent of people like I wouldn't vote for Trump on a bet. So the 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 meat of it, the people that are going to decide who our next president is, it's that twenty percent that kind of that kind of uh, you know white stuff in an Oreo cookie. They're, those are the people that are going to make the decision for us, aren't they? I think you're probably right. You know, you have an awful lot of people on both sides already have their minds made up. Yeah, and so it will probably be that the marginal voter in the middle. And the economy is going to matter to that kind of voter, for sure. And how the president's handled this particular crisis is going to matter as well. Uh, Are they persuadable? Is this the kind of information that's going to stick in their head when November turns around? I mean, this kind of thing that we're living through right now, it's, it's sucking the air out of everything else that we're doing. It's defining reality. 
And so you know it's going to play a role in November, but it's still way too early to think exactly what it will look like when people walk into that voting booth. And and so do you get a sense, is that why the president is kind of pushing uh, seemingly harder than most about getting the economy going? Because he looks at it and goes, hey, if we can get the economy going, those numbers turn around, fewer people on unemployment, more people working, people are spending money, everything starts to buoy back up. That's that's good for his reelection bid, right? No question, no question about it. But I, you know, you want to be careful that you don't assign the absolutely worst possible motive to the president. You know, worst case scenario, saying, you know, what, let's just get the economy back going, no matter what happens to everyone else. But at the same time, we have to recognize, of course, there's economic suffering taking place. Getting the economy rolling again would actually be good for the American people, and that would, in the end, be good for President Trump's reelection campaign. So I think he has a reasonable argument to make, even if we weren't in an election year that we need to get things jump-started. But you can certainly uh, guarantee that he's thinking about it in terms of November as well. Yeah, and it seems, too, uh, I mean, he has to be somewhat measured on that because if you are the the leading voice to try to get the thing going, and if it starts going but then coronavirus pops back up and they have to start shutting things down, that's probably as devastating to him as anybody. It is, and at the same time, he has to be measured about it because he really doesn't have the power to just wave a wand and, and have people back out in the economy. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is really up to governors and local officials who are making these kinds of choices right now. And even then, if people are making these choices, not everyone's going to go start eating at a restaurant or go to a movie theater or go to other places right now. People have to feel comfortable doing it. And really, that's probably where the president could have the biggest effect, is trying to reassure people, hey, we can do certain things. You can feel confident and comfortable doing these things. Here's some basic practices to pursue. Because until that happens, you're not going to see the economy jumpstart. Dr. Mark Caleb Smith, our guest from Cedarville University. Uh, Doctor, I'm curious your thoughts. You know, we have these stimulus packages, one already out with, you know, the uh, the $1,200 checkout to adults. And if you got kids, another 500 right. and those kinds of things. They're talking about doing more of that. Um, if that moves forward, I mean, if times continue to be a little dicey and they do another stimulus, that money going out and, and people getting that aid, does that make people that receive the aid look more favorably on Congress people, you know, the, the big voices in Congress? Or is that something that, that also goes along to the president? I think in the end it would probably benefit the president more than anyone else because uh, the president can stand up there on his podium. He can remind everyone of who's driving this process. Uh, he's going to sign the bill ultimately. His name was on the checks if they went out physically in the memo line, and so he's going to be able to take credit for it. Congress right now has such poor favorability ratings across the board. People tend to distrust Congress as an institution even more than they distrust President Trump. And so it would take an awful lot more than, I think, a few stimulus packages for people to start to recover their faith in their elected officials. I got you. Uh, One of the things that, you know, politically that is uh, much talked about in the last week or two, uh, Joe Biden, who's the running mate? So you look at President Trump, you figure Pence is going to be there right by his side again. So the running mate on the Biden thing is kind of like the last real question, Mark. Uh, Do you feel like we're getting any closer to hearing an announcement on that? Uh, I don't think we're necessarily closer. We're going to have to figure out when the conventions are going to happen exactly, how they're going to take place. Uh, I'm I'm sure Mr. Biden will announce way earlier than the convention itself, but he's still got some time to let this thing unfold. And also, of course, what's going on may help drive his decision to some degree. If we're still in the middle of a crisis... I would think that's going to put even more focus on the fact he has to choose someone with significant experience. If we're starting to turn the corner and things are starting to look a little bit more normal, so to speak, the pressure on having an experienced VP may um, 
may ratchet back a little bit. So yeah. it could actually affect what he does. And and do you get a sense? I mean, we, we've heard a few names out there. You know, his his idea is that he's going to pick female. Uh, that right. That's pretty well known. So, I mean, is it uh, Elizabeth Warren? Is it Kamala Harris? Is it Stacey Abrams? I mean, it, it, who are the names that are still kind of top and percolating uh, and near the uh, near the, uh, the the real like, hey, this could be the person? I think those are the three names right now, and certainly uh, he has a lot of pressure heading in different directions. He wants to satisfy his progressive constituents, you know, sort of the Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren voters on the one hand. But you could argue that African Americans, maybe more than any other group, especially in the South, uh, helped deliver the nomination to Mr. Biden. And so he feels obligated in some ways to pick someone like Stacey Abrams. But uh, she just, her qualifications would make it very difficult for him to sell her to the American public as someone who can step in immediately and become president of the United States. And yeah. so I think those kind of tensions are part of what's preventing him from making a choice uh, even right now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.